Hello and welcome to The Hearts Review with me, Ross McLeod and Gordon Senior. Joining us this week is David to talk about the win over Motherwell. We chat about VAR and if it works in the Scottish game, delve into Hearts annual accounts that have just been announced this week, and we preview St Johnston next week in the Premiership. Dave, you were the only one at Motherwell. Um, a good win? Or was it terrible performance and a good result? I mean, any win is a good win because it's a win. Our fifth of the season, we've finally broken that illustrious barrier of five wins. A famous, famous one. Um, but I don't actually know how good we were. Um, Motherwell are a pretty crap football team. Um, I didn't realise how bad they were until I actually watched them in person. They are stinking. I mean, Kettlewell's got a real problem on his hands. That's a team that just doesn't look like they've got a clue what's going on. Um, but it's a place that <coughs> we, we, we we do slip up at from time to time. So getting a win there is always nice. Um, I thought we, we obviously did enough to win the game. We created quite a few good chances, I thought, uh, especially in the first half. I, I don't quite know how Liam Boyce manages to miss. Um, with essentially a one-on-one, him and his fucking chop on his left foot. I swear to God, if I see him do that one more time, I'm going to lose my shit. Uh, it's doing my head in. Uh, but of course, he was nearly assaulted in the box and should have had a penalty. And of course, the referee decides that we have to win the game the hard way by um, actually scoring two goals from open play than giving Shankland his two customary penalties that he should be having this time of the season. Um, it's not acceptable because um, the other one in the second half was a, a another stonewaller. Um but yeah, overall, it was a, the performance was fine. Um, the second goal was good. It always comes with a little bit of break in the park and, and Benny just showing his quality. But I think that we'll need to do a lot more um, overall. But I think, especially with the international break coming on coming up, it does give us a chance to work on a few things and going in with a win is always beneficial. Uh, mainly just for the feel-good factor and it just kind of appeases fans for probably for another week until we, we lose again. But... Yeah, it was fine. I don't think we we were really the architects of the win. I think the architects was the fact that Motherwell kind of allowed us to, to play the way we usually play. I, I can't remember us really having that much of the ball at Fir Park in a long time, um, really. Um, didn't really feel at any point that they really had enough to create a, a, an opening. Um, of course, we tried to give them with a conceding a penalty and just being harsh, but... Yeah, I would say overall that we deserve the three points um, and it's good to go into the international break with <clears throat> with that, especially with St Mirren losing as well, which was, I think in my opinion, that was coming. Um, everyone's going on about, oh, you know, St Mirren are third, you know, need to ch- chase up on them. They will eventually fall away. They've not got a thick enough squad. Um, and as you've seen this league, everyone will beat everyone. Um, but yeah, everything looks better. Every, I, I think, yeah, that's the key thing is that it looks better. We're not. So many result com- will help that of as course, well. But so we're not comfortable it. by any stretch of the imagination. I don't think any Hearts fans should think that now that just because we beat Motherwell and we've equaled our away tally um, of wins from last season, um, which is quite frankly an embarrassment um, on last season's performance. Somehow in November we've already equaled it. But yeah, um, it's a step in the right direction. But there's a lot more that a lot longer of a way to go for Hearts to be in a position where they can be comfortable I don't know I assume you watched the game did you watch the game? I did yeah you did good um, would you agree Not with what David's saying? because you weren't actually at the game <laughs> no no I, I'm, I'm still on strike to be honest with you um, in some 
we win over Motherwell is not going to change that. Um, no, look, I, I think it was a good result. I don't think we started the game particularly well, to be honest. Um, I thought first 10, 15 minutes, although there was no real chances created, Motherwell looked like they were they looked kind of the more likely that they were going to sort of break through. But for some reason, they just started sitting off Hearts. And um, as David says, you know, they, they kind of allowed Hearts to have a lot of the ball. And we were then able to dictate the um, the flow of the game and uh, and sort of the way we were just playing, to be honest with you. And, and <coughs> it's interesting because that Boyce, what, that Boyce chance that David was talking about was the first chance that, that I can, can recall Hearts even creating. And that took a good... 20-25 minutes for that for that to actually happen um, and the goal kind of followed not long after that um, and I think that generally was down to Motherwell for some reason you know the first 10-15 minutes they were playing a lot of the, the, the ball in, in our half but they weren't really creating anything and I don't know if they just lost confidence or, or whatever it was but then they did start setting off hearts and, and we started dictating play um, really good goal from a set piece. We don't do it often enough. We're generally like statues attacking and defending in six yard boxes. But Shanklin comes alive and it's a cute little finish into the into the, the bottom corner there. Um, you need penalty box strikers like that to to create goals out, out of nothing. And it virtually was out of nothing really. Um, it was just a cute little finish in, in the bottom corner. So pleased with that. You're thinking right one nil Hearts go on now and and you know get the, get the three points and we should have had a penalty. It's a disgraceful decision, quite frankly. Um, it's a fact, you know, everyone's talking about VAR, but VAR does its job. It tells them to go and look at it. Um, and I, I'm still baffled at what i actually seen. I mean, the referee goes over, he, he looks at it. I don't know if he's been maybe given the wrong still, but if you if you see the, the, the first kind of still from behind, you can clearly see he makes contact, and then the second one as well. Now, yeah, Boyce does go ho- uh, holding his face, but what what players don't they, they all do that don't they um but then it, it doesn't take away from the fact there was a foul there's contact made um it isn't a handball not by any stretch of the imagination um it's above the sleeve for a start um but it's shoulder if anything um it controls the ball well it gets to the ball first and the motherwell player clearly makes contact it's listen it's a dangerous um foot that he's left in there it's high it's reckless it's a penalty kick the fact the referee then goes he makes a gesture as if someone's got the ball when he's running away from the monitor. I mean, I I, I don't know what he's seen there. He goes, ball. I mean, wh- wh- what are you talking about? I mean, like, I, I just can't under... And, and that sums up... Who was it? Was it David Monroe? Uh, yeah, possibly. I, anyway, I generally yeah. don't know. Um, and it, how, how on earth he's looked at that and thought, yeah, that's, that's never a penalty for me. Let's play on. It, it's disgraceful, quite frankly, and it could have cost hearts... Um, the points, and then the second one is even more blatant for me in the second half because Shanklin gets the ball. I mean, there's not even a question about um, intent. He just he, he takes them from behind. He doesn't take any of the ball there. I think they they review it first of all. They try to see, you know, is boy is Shanklin offside? Does Boyce get a touch? No, he doesn't. It goes straight through to Shanklin, who who they clearly seen was onside, and then the Motherwell player comes in from behind and takes him out. And yet they don't even send him over to the monitor. I mean, clearly, given uh, by his first half one, you know, would he have gave a penalty uh, after looking at that? I think he would have done, surely. Um, but yeah, it just, just baffles me, those two. I mean, they, they, that should have been two penalties and it should have been a comfortable afternoon for Hearts. Um, but we score the second. Really good ball from Benny. Shanklin holds his run. Um, 
and it's a cool finish right around the goalie. And that's a man, I think, I th- I'm sure we said that a few weeks ago um, on one of the podcasts, that he probably just needs that one goal and he'll go on a run again. And obviously he got that goal against Celtic and since then he's, um, he's scored virtually in every game, I think, now, hasn't he? Is that, what, five, four or five in a row or something? Wow. Well, but <coughs> no, uh, well the, sorry, the Livingston game he didn't score yeah. in, but um, we should have done. Um, but apart from that one, I think he's, he's certainly scored in all, all, all of them. But um, credit to him. Um, top player, and we'll really need to get him tied down on a long-term deal. But yeah, for me, it was it was a comfortable performance. They would deserve to win the game, um, despite the best efforts of the referee. But yeah, big result, I think, uh, because I think had they lost that one, they would have been in real trouble. And as David mentioned, St Mirren losing um, is a big one as well. Aberdeen losing as well. Um, Hibs, you know, I mean, the fact they won as well, you know, it keeps us above them, um, and. When you look at December's run of fixtures, you know, if Hearts were um, two points... I mean, we've still got some minutes to come in Tynecastle. You've obviously played Hibs and Aberdeen in that run. Yeah, they're both away from home, but you need to be going into those two games, particularly uh, looking to try and get four points. Um, and if we can go into the new year, into the winter break third, or a point off, then given the way that the first half of the season's been, you're going to take that. And then you think, right, get a grip in January... Don't make the same mistakes you did last year, and let's go and uh, secure third place. Unbelievable that we're fourth, though, isn't it? When you think about it, because just just how bad we've been, how bad the league is, how bad. Yeah, I think it says quite a lot when I mean, what was it? The BBC released an article about how Dundee are just shy of the European places because they're level on points with us. The the league this season, it, it's it's the gulf between the top two, and then the difference between pretty much everyone else is the worst I think I've ever seen it. Um, Rangers, who are, let's be honest, pish, still are barely getting out of second gear against most teams in the league, now that, especially now that Clement's in charge. Uh, and it just seems that everyone, it is now, we, I know we've said it the last kind of two seasons, but it does seem like everyone literally has a chance against everyone from third to twelfth. Uh, maybe the exception of Livy, because they're shite. But apart from that, it, it is ridiculous, and it just shows you that we are going to get chances this season to finish third. We ha- It was the same in twenty 20- when we first came back up and we finished third by 18 points because everyone else was shite. It was the same last year when we were 12 points ahead because everyone else was shite and we bottled it. And this year it's going to be the same again. And it's just whether Hearts actually do the right things in terms of strengthening the squad and putting together an actually a decent style of football against these teams that is enough to win games, especially at home because home form for once the season that currently is worse than our away form. Uh, only two wins at Tynecastle is pretty poor. It is. Um, especially when you look at the teams we've actually had at home as well. Um, losing to Motherwell, Kilmarnock, drawing with Hibs. Um, you know, <laughs> I don't really know what chance you have at that point, really. Um, and, and that's the thing that needs fixed at the moment. It's just if we actually had good home form, we'd be, oh, we'd be laughing. Well clear, wouldn't oh, we? We'd, we'd, we would be laughing. We'd be above St Mirren. We would at least have been at one point on the coattail of Rangers before things started to improve on their side. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's the thing. I think now we probably just need to find a little bit of patience. Um, I, I, I know we've been calling for probably a managerial change if, if we had a lost um, Sunday and rightly so. Um, we've got a, a really, really... Put, after, especially December, your first four fixtures, Kelly away, Rangers at home... Aberdeen away, Celtic away. I mean, that is fucking brutal. In saying that, however, I, I think there's there's three winnable games, uh, two winnable games in there, and the old firm at home 
historically in the last <clears throat> excuse me last two seasons it's been pathetic yeah. seen the same against Celtic there's not a lot for me to think that we're going to do anything different against Rangers mm. but these are fixtures that I know on paper everyone goes on about these are tough fixtures but I mean they sh they just shouldn't be and, and it's only because of Hearts and away doesn't go but we've already beaten Kelly away in the League Cup this year. You've got a chance to do that again. Aberdeen are rotten. I mean, they are absolutely... Uh, the only reason we won't win up there... The only reason we, we won't win up there is if they get rid of Robson before them, which they might well do, because judging by what they've seen, they can't be arsed under them, unless it's a European game away from home where they'll get a magical draw or whatever. But there's another one that you should be going up there and winning. No one there in seven years or however long it is. That and counting. Was the exactly. Last, last so these are fixtures where... In a league like this, you ha you have to take these games by the scruff of the neck. Um, and whether we do that, I don't know. But, as I mentioned, you are going to get opportunities to, to progress in the table because everyone else is going to drop points. And you need to be that team that's going to make your, stamp your authority on the rest of the league and pull away from the chasing pack. Do you agree with that, Gordon? Yeah, absolutely. And I've, I've said it for a long time. I don't think Hearts should fear any of the teams outside um, Celtic and Rangers, regardless of how poor our records are at, at these grounds you know we should be going there and winning you should be winning at Motherwell and Kilmarnock and Aberdeen's with all due respect you know Aberdeen will be a tough game but you know sides with half or quarter of the budgets that we have have went up there and, and turned Aberdeen over at Pataudry so um, I mean Hibs went up there and won 2-0 not long ago and Hibs are pish so there's no reason why Hearts shouldn't be going up there, uh, going up there and winning um, obviously Aberdeen at the moment are probably experiencing what we did last season um, in terms of trying to juggle the European um, and the, the kind of league form. But I think it's an interesting one as well because when we face Aberdeen, I'm pretty sure they've got the... I think they've got a, a Europa League game the following Thursday and then they've got the League Cup final um, the following weekend. And, you know, will they have one eye on that when that comes along? I, I think there's a good chance, but... For me, Hearts, I've, I've got to go up there and it's all about momentum. Look, fuck Celtic Park away, I'm not interested in that. Um, the Rangers one, I think we need to see a huge improvement. We need to be far more competitive. And if we lose another early goal, I'm just going to walk out because I'm getting sick of it. Um, but for me, they've, they've got to take care of St Johnston first and foremost. Um, get the goal difference back up again. You know, it's sitting at zero at the moment, which is ridiculous. Um, and then start improving on, on that regard, you know, the the killing the Kilmarnock game away from home. If you can go and get a win there, good it puts you in a really good position. And then Rangers at home, you know, you try and take anything from that. Uh, ultimately we just want to see an improvement in and, and ultimately see a, a performance where you're competing and the game isn't over by an hour. Um so it'll be a test of character that one because I think there is players in there that are now playing for their futures and they should be playing for their futures. Um and then obviously the Aberdeen game becomes a crucial one right off Celtic Park away, as long as you don't get thrashed there 6-0, really. I mean, it might sound like a loser attitude, but it's just a fact. You know, our record there is disgusting, and this team at the moment, I've not seen anything that, that suggests that they will go there and get any type of result. Um, and then that takes you, I think, to St Mirren at home after that, before Christmas. And, um, yeah, big games, big games. And, you know, if Hearts can get a grip and, and be sitting there third in the league going into the new year, fantastic um but it shouldn't take away from the fact that it has been a poor season so far failure after failure um out of two cup competitions uh with a whimper i'll have to say uh and then you know we're not currently third at the moment 
yeah, two points behind, but you know, you've got to go and make that up and, and get ourselves clear by the time the Scottish Cup comes along. But we do, we need faces in January. They need to go and spend money. I know they're patting themselves on the back at the moment over the record turnover that they're talking about the now. Which we will um, talk about. You know, Dr. Budge. <laughs> and um well uh She's not actually called Doctor Budge on Doctor Budge. Budge, yes, yep. It's called Dr. Budge. What really? Yep. No. Yes. Doctor A Budge. Doctor A Budge. At your service. The doctor will see you now. Yeah, well, I tell you. I think I need to see my doctor after watching this Hearts team this year. Um but yeah, but as I said, I just think that as a football club, where are we going? And I'm not going to sit and, and change the rhetoric just because we 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 be Motherwell, yeah. yeah. Um, it's still not good enough. What, before we we talk about Doctor A Budge and the the accounts, in obviously a few VAR incidents. Are you still an advocate for VAR after a few incidents? Are 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 the referees using it correctly? There's been nothing over the last. 12, 18 months of VAR in Scottish football that makes me think that not only is it a poor, poorly set up function, but the people running it are just as clueless as. I don't think VAR is, is the problem. I think it's generally the people who run yeah, it. Yeah, I think v- it is the, 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 the that concept run it. of VAR yeah. in Scotland is a problem for me because we've done it on the cheap and nasty. We've yeah, got that was six, gonna happen. We've got six cameras at each game half of which can't get you the correct angles. I'm not even convinced it's in high definition, for fuck's sake. Some of the well, footage looks grainy. I think but a lot, but <laughs> from what we've seen recently, yeah. far though. Far too long as well. I mean, that penalty decision, not only <clears throat> did he get it wrong in, in the end, but it took VAR, I would say, a good two, two and a half minutes to send him over the monitor. Mm. For me, that should take 30, 45 seconds max. Not even that, to be honest. Exactly. It's been it broadcasted be... live anyway. Yeah. But, but the, thing, the thing is, in regards to what you're saying there... I think there is enough angles for them. I think the problem is it generally is the referees and the people who's using it. They're not they're not experienced enough, and quite frankly, they're not good enough. But it does just seem like VR over anywhere you see it in football. There's always going to be contentious issues, especially when it comes to subjective decisions. Obviously, but it's just it's two things. As a fan, it is a terrible thing to have in the ground because, to be honest, especially in in, in grounds in Scotland where there isn't kind of an electronic board or an electronic screen where it tells you something's happening, you're standing there none the wiser with your thumb up your arse, just looking at the ref stand there, going, well, "What? What are you checking?" And it's little th- and it's it's the little things that annoy me the most. A ball goes in the box and it gets cleared away by someone's knee. They stop and check for a penalty. I'm like, "What are you checking on? Just get on with the game." It's the little things that you don't need to put every decision under the they've microscope. Got to, they've got to streamline everything. But, more things, and, and putting things yep. under the microscope all the time when there is just a clearance if that's clear and obvious then the game's finished it should be it should be contentious decisions shouldn't it it when, should be things that, when are, that, are, that yeah. is questioned it shouldn't be like as you say when someone clears yeah, the ball uh, there's no there's no it doesn't even look like no. a handball over and, and yet you just see that and you just think oh, it's yeah, painful I, I, I it's really painful there. you do see that more in Scottish football than anywhere else don't, never um, see that down south it's nah. the one thing down south when they play quickly there's never refs well, looking I, at I to check for a foul or a red you just think no one in the but ground. Do they, do they not that. have only one referee on up here on the VAR room? I'm sure that in in England they have a team of VAR, so they have like Probably maybe they've got enough referees, which is disgraceful. You should have people that are, or certainly two or three eyes that actually know what they're doing. Yeah, surely. Well, I mean, we've been asking these questions for years watching Scottish football. I mean, it's the, it's the worst run league in the world. Um, and it actually has the potential to be one of the best and the most exciting, but we just continually shoot ourselves in the foot. But, well, the only people that shoot themselves in the foot is the, the people not only running it, but the clubs in there as well. I mean, obviously everyone knows of the fiasco of 2020 when there was a real possibility to change it, and yet 
because it wasn't in a one club's and each club's individual best interest, they thought, nah, sack it, see you later. But even uh, you, you stretch back to the old, uh, was it when, Ra- when when Rangers went out of the league and uh, Aberdeen had the opportunity to change the voting system, change the voting system and, yep. and they didn't because they suddenly thought that they could take over as the number two club in, in the country. <laughs> Delusional. Yeah. Although I do find it quite club funny, in the northeast. I, I think there's a lot of, I think there is a lot of the you know chat about VAR and stuff. But I think they've purposely made it shit, so we get rid of it. So get I don't know I don't because it was the SFA it. that was pushing VAR in know, the first place. It was nothing to do with it, uh, the clubs. Brought it in seven months early as well. Yeah. And, and I mean, by the way, I thought it seems like it's been not planned properly. No, of course they've it hasn't. Rushed it in. Yeah, rushed and, and but and wasn't, but wasn't the wasn't the original plan for VAR supposed to include every division? So it was meant. Yeah, it was meant to include Championship, League One, and League Two. But they couldn't do it. They, they genuinely couldn't do. No, no. But leagues. like when when the when it was floated, though, they, they, yeah. that's what they included. Of all the countries that would do that, we would be the one. Well, too. if you if you look back, that's what they said when when they launched VR that it was only going to be the Premiership for the, the, the until the end of the season, until the summer, and then the rest of the leagues would get it. But it's not been. They've quietly just conveniently swept that under all the, the carpet. All the leagues have there. probably seen the last three months and gone. No, you're okay. Yeah. The first three months they're going in and go, no, thanks very much. We'll stick with no cameras at all and mm. just have football the way it the way it always has been. Yeah, well, yeah, true. But then I, I do I do like it, but it should only be for contentious decisions. I, I've got no problem with the decisions like offside, ball going out of play, whatever, because they are fact. They're fact. If the ball's out, the ball's out. If you're offside, you're offside. I won't care if you're a millimetre offside or whatever. If you're off, you're off. It's, that's fine. But it's when it comes to, yeah, it's it's the things like just penalties, red cards, but not second yells, which lead to red. I, I don't quite get that one as well because they're both the same outcome. Uh, it's, yeah. I mean, listen, you could have a debate about VAR for weeks, months, years and, and decades. But fans, is it? It's not great for No, us. that's one thing they need to improve. And whether you do get something, something in that at least keeps fans aware of what's going on. And fans would much rather know, sitting there, that the referee is checking for this, rather than just sitting there going... VAR checking for potential foul. Well, what for? <laughs> what what foul? At least have a, 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 a. I know everyone goes on a bit, but as a rugby TMO style where everyone can actually see and hear what yeah. the referee is seeing and, and checking. Because I just think you sit there. I mean, I remember one when against Living. <laughs> I remember one against Livingston. They were checking for a potential penalty, and everyone's going, "Oh yes." And then Kyrell's get sent off, yeah, and they get a penalty, and you're like, uh, nobody yeah. had a clue in the ground what was yeah. going on. It'd be interesting actually to hear some of the referees and what they actually say to each other because I don't mm. think they've got a clue. I, I I knew actually the one you're talking oh, about. Well, you were that same. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I knew what was coming. I said, "Why are you cheating?" He's going here, by the way. Did you yeah. see that actually at the time? Yeah, because I was just like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, I've seen that. He's going. going. Here, by the way. That's a fucking penalty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Everyone's going. Yeah, I'm waiting. No. <laughs> <laughs> I know what's about to happen. Um... We'll move on and, and chat a little bit about the um, annual accounts from um, Dr. Budge. Um, positive turnover, Gordon, for the club. Record turnover. That, that, that's, the, that's the top lines in from the harsh propaganda machine very much yep. in, in full flow at the moment, that's isn't the top it? top lines. Um, yeah, I'll be honest, I've not had a proper chance to inspect all of it. I mean, you and David will, will, will know more than I will. I mean, you've been numbers men, particularly David. Um but I, I just think it is some of the points that they make in it are extremely interesting. Um, it's also one of the most cringy statements that I've read as well, you know, patting themselves on the back because we scored in all the away games. Jamie's um, done well, in, in Europe, yeah. I mean, it's probably him that wrote it, to be honest. Yeah. He's just to wind us up. But um, 
Yes. I mean, the, the football club loves giving itself a pat on the back over pretty much nothing. And I think if you inspect it in there, had it not been for the donations, um, which I think, do, am I right in saying that the result in about 6.5 million? Um, about that, yeah. So that would include whatever the foundation gives over, which I think is like 2 million annually or something. Um, so you're talking about, you know, 4 plus million there from um, James Anderson. Um, you were assuming it is him, of course. Um You've got to ask yourself: Is where 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 is the money actually going? Um, they talk about as well that obviously the, I think there's an extra four million in um, well they just say staff costing. I mean, right? Well, where where's that extra money being spent? I would quite like to them to probably tell us exactly what it is they've spent the money on because I look at this heart squad now, and for me. There's nothing sitting there suggests that there's four million extra being pumped into it um, from last season. If I was expecting Hearts to pump four million into the squad from the summer, um, well, from the end of last season to now, I would expect them to be miles better. So you've got to ask questions, right? What specifically have you spent that four million pounds on? Um, is it is it Noonhoff? Is it uh, <laughs> you know? <laughs> is it a new Our Japanese deal? superstar? Exactly. Yeah. You know how yeah. much the Tagawa actually yeah. cost? Yeah. Um, you you've got to ask these questions. I I would love to know because that's a hell of a lot of money um, to be spending on on the team and to throw up the results that they actually have been throwing up is is worrying. Um, Kai Rolls new contract. Well, yeah. Exactly. Well, when did he get that? Was it the the start of last year? Yeah. So I mean, I would. Thirteen million, thirteen point seven million this year is on wages and salaries. Last year it was ten point one million. So three, three, three point seven million, three point six million extra on wages and salaries. And now that 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 doesn't specifically say players. That's across all staff. But you would have to assume that a large chunk of that is going on the playing staff. Yeah. I mean, do you expect so? I mean, does that include the women's team as well, or is that just uh, it all do yeah. uh, uh, everything? Well, I know everything. the the women's team have spent a bit of money, which is fine. But when you look at actually what Hearts have brought in in terms of the summer, it's not worth the amount of money that they're talking about here. And you've got to you've got to really, really. I mean, they had to spend money, of course they did. But it, for me, there's a lot of things in that statement that just don't make sense. And I feel like the the club are very good putting smoke screens up and trying to and the thing is they'll delude the the average supporter in there thinking when they see record turnover they'll go heart melodian and they'll post the money signs and all this pish but you have got to ask i mean everyone i hear i see this on twitter constantly oh mrs sorry dr budge you know she she's a fantastic businesswoman and and the club you know they're brilliant off the field but are they well turn turnovers up what four four and four million i mean it's record turnover Profits down 1.4 million. But it's also interesting, without benefactors, we would have made a loss of 5.8 million. Yeah. Now, benefactors is obviously because we don't have a sponsorship deal and all that, which you... Yeah. That's, and of would course, we have a £4 million sponsorship No, no, I'm not saying that. But I mean, obviously, but, there's but, an no, agreement it, it in place. No, it would be significantly close to that. Yeah. But I mean, that. but the thing is, is that we've came to that. We've obviously known that this is a thing, but it's not sustainable. At one point, James Anderson is going to go... I've given you, what, 30 million over the last seven seasons. I've seen fuck all in return. See you later. Then what? Because he's, I mean, he's no stupid. 
He's not got this money I, I by being stupid. I, I don't. I don't think that's no, actually I, his, his ulterior motive. Because no, of course not. I know. To, it's, I know it's to not. To see Hearts winning things, I think he would have actually <laughs> shot <laughs> Doctor Budge at the road and said, "Listen, I'm running the show now. I know, but and I, I'm putting I, I, significant I, capital in here." But I think. I think what you're talking about is right. He could crook it. Well, look what happened to Gretna. You know what I mean? Where they were solely reliant on one person. I, mean, I know we're not solely reliant on one person, but it, it, it does make you think, you know... It's a risk, isn't it? It's a risk for a business to have a guy basically throwing yeah. money. And, you know, we, we talk about as, as a football club, they talk about as a football club being a good business. Yeah. It's not a good business, that. But as David, David said this before the, the podcast, and it's actually... Uh, uh, it totally resonates, right? It really does. Football clubs are not there to make profits. They're there to win things, yeah. and and you're you're <laughs> you're fucking spot on. Who cares if we've got a record turnover or we've made a record profit? I want to see results on the football park, and what they've spent and what they're currently doing in terms of a business isn't working. It's failing. <laughs> why why isn't more made of the stand? You know what I mean? It was supposed to cost twelve million. It's cost twenty three million, and it's still not finished yet. Yeah. It's a disgrace. The club is absolutely run by people who, quite frankly, are love to pat themselves on the back of the shoulder, but, but fundamentally couldn't organise a piss-up in the brewery. And Dr Budge can get as many doctorates as she wants, and she can have as many, you know, statements where she's bigging up her fantastic business model, the business guru that is Dr Budge. Well, I'm sorry, I don't think she's that good a business guru. I think she's actually pretty useless, to be honest with you, and she has to go. Well, I, I, again, I was reading in the, the front page of the, well, <clears throat> the the report, and they said that the aim was to get third, but, and it was this, but we got, we did still achieve fourth and achieve uh, qualifying rounds of 2023-24 uh, Conference League. That's not an achievement. If you're talking about that as an achievement, then, then you're down the gutter. Fourth place should never, ever be described as an achievement in Scottish football, I'm sorry. Unless it gets automatic group stage football. But yeah. Exactly, which everybody knew for the last 18 months that it didn't. So, and, and to be fair, which next year, if the Scottish Cup winner, this sorry, this season, if the Scottish Cup winner um, is Rangers or Celtic, fourth potentially is it? Well, it is a Europa League place. Yeah, fourth. Yeah, so you have to get through one qualifying. It, it, right. but you're, it's but, the equivalent. But you're not going to win one of these qualifiers. No, you're not. You're, you're against a team from like Holland, basically. So you're not. Yeah, I mean, we seen what Pope done to us, and who Aberdeen don't seem to have a problem with away from home. Exactly. Yeah. Run them close. Um. And that, that, that profit and loss comes with the European money as well, doesn't it? So without... Yeah, yeah I mean, they've, they've obviously talked about it as well. Obviously, a lot of the money, the turnover money, um, the record turnover money, sorry, um, had to go on, obviously, improving Tynecastle oh, for... Oh, and by the way, they can piss the off with that shit. The big screens. The, yeah, the big screens. That was, um, that was a big, that was a big money. Improve, they had to obviously spend money on travelling to all these places as well, understandably. Um, yeah. Well, it's a, it's a big, it's big for the business, you know. Uh, yeah, uh, a bunch of losers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I've only really taken a glance at this, but the numbers that stick out are the ones we've mentioned, um, and it does. Yeah, the, what a uh, thing that again they they have to roll out is this record waiting list. I don't think one fan gives one iota about a fucking waiting list. I don't think anyone cares, and if they keep, I've been, on the, I've been on the trophy waiting list. For <laughs> yeah, fucking years, and I am fucking getting yeah. sick of being on it. <laughs> Take me off it, just get me off it now. But it, I know it—it it, it is just a little bit of for for what is last season as deemed as a failure as it should be by every fan, 
I, I don't care if you're a prawn sandwich or not. Last season should be considered a failure. The season before was a success because he's finished third, even though we bought the cup final. That statement there reads as if we didn't quite do what we wanted to do, but it was still a great success. You've got to admit that. And everyone's going, no, it wasn't. Oh, we gave you trips, though. We gave you three trips. And, uh, and let's scored, not forget scored, here. Scored could have died. Could have died. Could have died, could have died uh, in yep. 2014. Could have You're died. lucky you have a club. It, it, it is. I mean, Take me need... back to Florence. Oh, aye, that famous 5-1 <laughs> that everyone loved so much, which was a fucking disgrace. Moment of the year, of course. Moment, Moment of the year. Dr. Budge. Uh, uh, no uh, surprise. Player of the year awards. She probably gets a trophy for herself. Celtic and Rangers though when they release their accounts they actually have proper big AGMs and that eh? and they invite the fans along and they, they, you see, they get streamed on like, Celtic and Rangers TV and that um, I think one of them should have had that Ibrox and they had like a 10 I was not on the, on the, the middle of the park the fans were in the stand yeah they did yeah. 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 Celtic have like a big massive conference and stuff like mm. that eh? because they know ultimately they've got to face up and answer their, their, their fans questions We just, the, the club just treat the supporters like, like I'm not being funny right there's quite a lot of Hearts podcasts right now, of course, started by us, uh, trendsetters. Um, but that, but there is quite a lot of Hearts uh, podcasts that are all very, extremely popular in their own rights, and of course, they do have large Twitter followings. I generally think the representatives of each podcast should be at an AGM. Uh, absolutely, they should they, they should be involved in these sort of things. Where you know the club's not interested. I mean, it's all right when they're doing well. They'll maybe forwards. They'll probably you know stick Savage up for a for a wee interview or something like that. But ultimately, they don't talk to the fans. They're not interested in speaking to the fans. They just write a, a perfectly worded statement that kisses their own arses and they release it and hope that the fans buy it. But I'm sorry, the fans aren't putting up with their pish anymore. Yeah, sick of them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's the thing. How many times, whenever shit goes well? Do you see Hearts being the face of social media? The foundation of Hearts couldn't stop replying to tweets. We lose three games and it's radio silence from them. It, yeah. All the time. It's so predictable. I mean, was it not the... Was it the Rangers game or the Celtic game? I can't remember. They were just saying vote for the man of the match. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Seriously, read the room. And, and again, it goes back to Gordon's point where they do. they are just... They're run by people who don't get... They don't get it. They're not football when, people. When they, they don't get it by going to the game every week and understanding the frustration of watching Hearts over the last, I would say, six to eight months, right? It's all very good and well being at the top of the business, understanding how a business is run, and obviously, green being in the black, very good. But fans don't really give a toss. Let's be perfectly clear. Everyone could read that report all day, look at all the, you know, the pound signs, look at the big numbers and go, great. But if we didn't finish third... No one gives a toss. Well, and why I, would you? I, I, absolutely. And I've heard Dr. Budge countless times coming out in interviews. And I remember, particularly when she took over the club um, at the start, all we used to hear was, well, you know, football club is ultimately a business first and foremost. And she doesn't get the contrast between the two. Football clubs aren't normal businesses. They're totally different. Um, and you've got to get people in there that, that know that. And unfortunately, she's been here for 10 years. I think it's 10 years, is it? Or just shy 10 years. Um, and I'm sorry, but she's still not learned anything about how, in my opinion, to run a football club. But you need people in there that actually know about football. Yeah, and none of them and do. That's the problem. None of them do, in my opinion. Because Listen, it's, it's Dr. That. Budge and all her buddies, yep. and none of them could, you know, none of them have kicked a ball in their entire lives between them. 
Um, not that that actually matters. It's not even that. It's people just aren't prepared to be critical of her yeah. within the board. You know, be a critical friend. You know what I mean? They're not. They're not even prepared to do that. They're prepared just to agree on absolutely everything that we've said it before. The years. Yes, men. Yeah, yeah yes, oh, people. Yeah, it's, it's a jobs for the boys act. I mean, right, right throughout the club. Um, I think every single person in there. That I think if you looked at them, they would have at some point a connection to Doctor Budge, and um, it's not acceptable. I agree, and and I, I tell you now as well, the 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 record turnover is fantastic. What to do? Well done. Get a medal. Only if someone with Re- a doctor it could get. That. Well, exactly. Record turnover will last for one year if Hearts don't finish third again. Because the only reason we've got this waiting list is because we finished third and we had European football. It guarantees you your tickets for the European games. Everyone wanted you, you it, right? You only need to see the last few games at Tynecastle. Uh, it's how been switched deep. off. The, the oh, fans the fans are. are Livingston yeah, was totally. was half empty. Yeah, I mean, Celtic was that, Im- embarrassing. I mean, it's a midweek game. But, I know, but, but even, even then, the midweek games have yeah. still been full. And you know, you look at the Celtic game. Nobody believed the Hearts were going to turn up and get a result. No. And and product on the park is yeah, it, it, it is the most important anyway part of a football yeah. club. That's how you make money. Yeah, it's by getting fans at the door, watching good football, seeing good results, and you, good performances. You only, you only need to look back to the the Romanov days originally when Ten Castle was jam patched. Couldn't get a, a seat at Ten Castle, and then obviously even when we first came back up to the Premiership, mm-hmm. um, the the place was packed then as well and that's because ultimately they had something they could recognise in the park the team that they could get behind it wasn't necessarily that because they were winning or playing great football at the time it's because they believed in what they were seeing um, we're so far away from that now it's beyond belief you know you can't look at this team right now and, and even though they've won uh, on Saturday there there's still not that connection between them I, I still think it's 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 a team full of losers, and as soon as they they concede a goal or go one 0 down, they just chuck it. And uh, I think we'll see that as the season goes on. To be honest with you, and mm-hmm. until that's addressed, um, starting for the people at the top, we're just going to keep talking about the same things constantly. Yeah, I mean, turnover there, half of it, well, more than half of the increase. It was a six million increase. More than half of that came from UEFA prize money and solidarity. Mm. Now, now that's three million pounds. That three million pounds went on staff costs. If you can't sustain that three million pounds, which, by the way, cut our profit down to two hundred ninety-eight thousand pounds, you you don't make that three million, but you're still spending that extra three million. You're down to an operating loss of two point seven million pounds. Hundred percent. So you either do one thing: one, you cut costs, or two, you get the revenue back. And you've got you've got to spend wisely, you know. And um, look, we we know Celtic and Rangers budget. Dwarf hearts is we we get that, but we've still got a reasonably decent budget to, i.e., qualify for European tournaments and get that money in. At first, to get there, you've always got to spend that little bit more, and then eventually you will start seeing the profits for it. Right? There's no point patting yourself on the back now just because we had one season in it. Fuck that. Get yourself back in there, and then speak to me in three, four years' time when you've had that UEFA money in a row. You'll not be talking about twenty. What was it? Twenty. 20 million pounds, you'll be talking about 30 million, you'll be talking about 40 million. Hearts have that, that potential opportunity to, to break in to that barrier by themselves. As we said this when we finished third, it was like a great achievement. Now go on and do something. Try and get into the later stages of the conference league. People will naturally shoot you down and go, You're delusional, blah, 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 right? But it's not delusional, it's, it's football. And ultimately, if you have a plan, if you have a good manager, if you have good teams, Tynecastle is a tough place to go if you can get the Hearts team, right? Imagine the Hearts team in 2006, right? 
was playing in the Europa Conference League. You'd expect them to get to the quarterfinals, semi-finals, wouldn't you? Good enough. But ultimately as well, though, you've got teams in Europe, all over Europe, that are spending less than Hearts. Yeah, yeah. And, and you see how well. they're doing it. Absolutely. And there's no excuse. You've got to look at those models as well. You can't mm-hmm. look at it from a, from a gaze of, you know, oh, we're, you know, a club in Scotland and we're going to spend money. It's about being shrewd. Yeah. It's about finding the right players, finding hidden gems. And I just don't think we're equipped to do that. I just don't think we're run properly. It's mm-hmm. quite frankly a disgrace, really. Yeah. Agreed. Anyway, we'll move on. And we'll chat a little bit about Craig Levine's return to Tancastle at St Johnston. Um, you know, he, he sometimes gets a mention on the show. Um, wouldn't know why. Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll look forward to a bit of a slugfest against them. Well, we, we won't, Ross. We won't. We'll, we'll, we'll be in Benidorm. We'll be in Benidorm. Care. Absolutely. I don't, I don't want to say Get David. yourselves <laughs> to <laughs> fuck, okay? 20 degrees, I heard. It's gonna be is that what it is sitting at the moment? Oh, I'm looking forward to that. I have to say. Looking yeah. forward to that. Still two weeks left. Thank you, Calvin, as well, by the <laughs> way. Thank you, know. Calvin, indeed. Or Danielle, really, for marrying him. Yeah, because yeah, obviously... True. Um, <laughs> so, Dave, you're, you're going to be there. The only one probably representing you and you there. Who? <laughs> 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 Never heard of him. It's not going to be a good watch, though, is it? No, probably not. Um, we don't really play that sexy football that we were promised, and we know Craig Levine's team don't play sexy football. Is I, 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 had, I had to laugh when, when he came to the job, he said he wanted his teams to get the ball forward quickly. I mean, yeah, if you hoof it as soon as your centre-half had it, like Christoph Berra, 2016, yeah, 2018, sorry, then yeah, you will get the ball forward quickly, but it'll probably change hands. Um, yeah, I'm not looking forward to it, Ross. I don't think I've ever um, looked forward to a home game less this season, probably, so far. Um, Living still in the home? Mm, well, that was during the week. I had nothing on, so I thought, well, do you know what? It passes the time, but I could be doing a multitude of things on Saturday rather than between 3 and 4.45. Um, I could euthanise myself. So it's going to be difficult um, to try and watch. Um, I, I do worry that, you know, Levine's first job back in management, he's back at Tynecastle, the scene of his last footballing crime, and he'll get it up us. And he'll get it up Dr. Well, Budge. I, ironically, uh, McDermott actually was his last game. <laughs> yeah, you're right, so it was. Um, so his last three games as football his manager has been at McDermott Park. And his last game was a St Johnston win against Hearts. <laughs> oh well, maybe one of his first games back will be the same <laughs> result. <laughs> I mean, it would be no. I mean, it would be it would be it would be an embarrassment. Um, it really would. St Johnston are up until two weeks ago. To me, they looked dead in the water. Um, yeah, now, they're off bottom now. Yeah, well, I mean, it's only because Livy are fucking yeah, abysmal as well. But. Um, that that St Johnston team isn't good. I'm sorry, it, it isn't good. Uh, and if we we get beat off them, then again, you're back to the serious questions of clearly this management team. You know, if they're getting outfoxed by Levine, they get fucking outfoxed by anyone. Um, so it's interesting that you use that word outfoxed because he'll be the new manager. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Budge, save us, <laughs> Budge. Where can I save money? Be uh, I I don't think any Hearts fan really is looking forward to it. Um, I, I could be wrong um, we won a game so maybe there's optimists out there but no um, we, we should be going and beating them 2 or 3 nil easily um, and I don't think that's coming from a position of um, you know arrogance or anything like that Hearts are an infinitely better squad than St Johnston um, we've actually got quite a good record against them at Tyncastle in recent years um, we're playing at home as well yeah. so we should be winning but, but it seems to be that all those things come together for Hearts to really make a make an arse of it so I don't know um, to be perfectly honest I think that's the worst thing with this Hearts team is that I just don't know what I'm going to see 
early goal and, and get them on their way, I think. Uh, is I agree, but <laughs> will we? Yeah, well, they probably will because we're not there. Um, <laughs> no, they won't because I am. Yeah, well. See if it was the other way around. If I was away and you were all there, you know, oh, I'd be six now. Yeah, of course. Um, famous win. <laughs> no, I, I generally think though that, that if Hearts start aggressively, uh, like we've been begging them to do all season um, at home, then then they should be okay. Early goal, I think, would settle the the kind of the fans' nerves. But um, yeah, I think St Johnson will come in, they'll sit in, they'll try and make it difficult for Hearts. I think you already know how Levine's going to line up. They'll not be expansive. They'll not. I don't, generally, I think it'll it'll come down ultimately how quickly we can break them down. I think if we can get that early goal, then it should be a fairly comfortable afternoon, to be honest with you. But the longer it stays nil nil, and you give them something to hang on to, it becomes difficult. And that that's been Hearts' Achilles heel at home ultimately against the, the the smaller sides this season. They showed though when they scored early against Partick Thistle that they can go on and win the game quite comfortably four nil. Um, but then you see the poor opposite against, you know, a Livingston or a Kilmarnock on the, and even the Motherwell game. Um, you've got you've got to be aggressive from the start. You've got to get the fans up for it and um, get that early goal. And I think if Hearts do that, I would fancy them to go and win the game. But it's vitally important. Ultimately, if, if they don't get a result here, then I would sack the manager. Like, I know we're joking at you, but generally I would. He'd be gone on Monday. He'd have to, he'd have to probably go, wouldn't he? Yeah. Predictions in. I mean, we got we got our prediction really wrong last week, so I can't remember what I said actually. <laughs> um, I think I said three 0 Motherwell. Yeah, I think I think mine was along the lines of I think it was two 0 I think I said yeah. something like that. But um, we, we, the only reason we'd done that was to inspire the boys. Yeah. Um, so technically, who who's really wrong here? So four 0 St Johnston. Six 0 St Johnston. Famously, I'll say, say two 0 Hearts. It'll be it won't be pretty, but it'll be professional. I I think three 0 I think we'll win four 0 Oh no! Because I'm not there. I think we'll win for now. Yeah. And I was I was told I am a bogey. Now, so. mm. You are a bogey. Yeah, yeah, yeah you weren't there on Saturday. Yeah. Win. Sorry. Actually, I, actually, I'm not the bogey anymore. I was there. I've seen a famous win. Got lucky. <laughs> <laughs> All my wishes gone. Right. Well, thank you for joining me this week. Um, yeah. Hopefully, we do get the win over St Johnson. I'm glad I'm not going to be there. Until next time. Goodbye. <laughs>